Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. He konai purangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Hi, this is comedian and depressed alcoholic James Nokise, and you're listening to Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower, a podcast about headspace and happiness for my safe place, the shower with fried chicken. This episode, I'm talking to comedy trio Frickin' Dangerous Bro. There's the things we have in common. We're brown. Yeah. <laughs> Some strategies for mental health. No, I do this thing where I don't give a shit. And our hot tapes for the holidays. Who is James Harden? Yeah. <laughs> Some of this will get a bit real. The language, the subjects. So make sure you're in a safe space with your comfort food. And join us eating fried chicken in the shower. I'm here with the boys from Frickin' Dangerous, bro. What uh, up? Pack Society, Jermaine Ross, and... James Rocky uh, down here in the corner throwing up signs. This is all gangster. How do, you, how do you pronounce your name? Rocket. Correctly? Rocket. Yeah. Oh, Rocket. Did, I, did, I, did I go Ro? Because no, because no, no key. I think it went key. Yeah, you went to Rokisei. Rokisei. You went to your name. Okay, and what fried chicken? Because they don't tell me. What fried chicken are we eating? Yo, I think it's from Bird on the Wire. I think that's uh, what I asked yeah, for. Yeah, well, is, there is a bird on a wire. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Weirdly, this is the KFC logo. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Neville sings their thing song as well. No, this that is... This, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is the other company, um, Poultry on a String. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a Wellington company. Yeah, yeah. It's Wellington. No, no, no this, is is Aaron, this is Roosters on a Rope. Oh, yeah, yeah, Roosters on a Rope. Imagine the Aaron Neville song like that. Like a rooster <laughs> on a road. No, no, you're going to do a problem, maker. <laughs> on a road. How did you come to be a threesome? Um, we're brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to make it as a brown person Amen. in an industry dominated by white people. And let me say that New Zealand, I feel like, well, it's weird for me to say because I haven't experienced any other comedy industry in the world. Uh-huh. But based on experience, I feel like... Um, most white people who are in roles of power have actually been pretty dope. Yeah, they've been good. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah. in like, yeah, in like giving us an opportunity and not holding us back because of the color of our skin, right? But yeah. inevitably, mm. there is just innate barriers that yeah. exist. Yeah, right. Which is so cool. What, what we're trying to say is to people who funded the show, not you, white people. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, what yeah. we're trying to do is, cool. is speak truth without burning any bridges. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, speak truth to some power. <laughs> speak truth to very specific speak power. Specifically, <laughs> Being together isn't us trying to break down the barriers. Mm. It is to a degree, right? Because you're always trying to break down barriers to mm. make it easier for people that come after you, right? Mm-hmm. Like you did kind of for us to, to, to some degree. It's almost as if when we come together, we remove the fear. Because when you're a solo stand-up, and you would experience this as well, being a brown solo stand-up, you want to do stuff that you find funny, but because the comedy industry is predominantly white people coming to comedy, 
there is an element of fear where you go, will they relate to this? You know when yeah. you do like a fully brown audience? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it turns oh, into some diff oh, jam shit. Yeah, you know what totally, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just get it. Yeah. They just get it. You have yeah, yeah. no, you don't have to do any extra work. They I mean, just what, get it, right? And even yeah. if we make jokes that like, like people, regular comedy audiences, which are mostly white people with disposable incomes, we make jokes that they don't get, we don't mm. care. Mm. Yeah, that's cool. Because we all get it, and, and we, we all are. enjoy ourselves. And then they end up just laughing at us enjoying ourselves. Yeah, yeah. that's correct. And that's yeah. kind of part of the... Yeah. And then they go home being like, I laughed. What did I laugh at? <laughs> oh, do I do that? Who is and James then... Harden? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how different are your guys' lives? Like, individually? Yeah, quite different. Pretty different, different. Yeah. yeah. Quite like, yeah, yeah. No, brown guys love basketball, eat chicken. Yeah. yeah. But those things aside, like, what yeah. else do you guys have in common? Yeah, we are. It sounds like you're trying to break us up. No, yeah. well, what yeah. else I mean, do you guys have in common? really to give up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to get rid of this young up and coming. Break them into my lair. <laughs> You do this with every comic. You just yeah. thought, by the end of it, they're like, you know what? Maybe I will go into accounting. Rose Malafeo is coming in next. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so yeah, because uh, Pax, you got a family. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, and, and Jermaine, you're married too. Yeah. And James, you're flying solo. Yeah. Oh, I've got. I've got oh no, no, you got a long-term relationship. Long-term relationship. Yeah, my yeah, apologies. Yeah. Yeah. But Pax's like marriage is different to my marriage because he has kids okay. and that makes it like way yes, I'm different yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to leave in a couple of years no but that's his life is so much different to me even though we're married and that's a common and then that is so much different to James yeah. like in terms of our everyday kind of life yeah. and what we're kind of dealing with yeah and different, different stresses and different sort of stuff like can you relate when Pax comes into rehearsal mm. and like he's got uh, yo, my kids. Yeah, he's like tired. Yeah, uh, it's weird. I can't relate, yeah. but I can empathize. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And I, yeah. it's so funny. Like sometimes I'm like, man, I'm so tired, and then I feel bad that I'm saying it around Pax. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pax is like I'm, way more tired. I'm the same as well. I'm like, man, I got no sleep last night. And Pax is just there with like his bags. Like no energy to no, even like no, make no it sleep us. for us is like four hours. Yeah, yeah and right. no sleep to Pax is no sleep. Yeah, like, like legit no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Eating fried chicken in the shower. Clear your head. Boost your energy. Do you guys watch each other's uh, solos? Yeah, you know, like I, yeah, because yeah, you support each other. Right? So it's like sometimes you just like find out, like you'll watch like your solo, James, uh, or your solo, Pat, your solo, and then go, oh man, like where did that gag come from, or like where did that story? Yeah, I think it's because like so, when we come together as a group, we share all the things we share. <coughs> yeah. But then when we go away separate, we we kind of talk about the things that we don't share with each other. Yeah. You know, like so, James. He, he, when he talks about um, being uh, a kid who came to New Zealand from the Philippines, neither me or Pax have experienced that. We don't yeah. know what that, that's yeah. like. And so James, we don't tend to use that as part of Frickin' Dangerous, bro. Yeah. So James uses that on his own. Yeah. yeah. You know? I do... Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you, you finish. No, no, no. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I do remember... Because, um, like, like, we do different material, as, when, as you mm. said... I remember when Jermaine came to my show a couple, my show two years ago, which was yeah. my show where I opened up about you know having like problems with anxiety yeah. and sort of waves like of depression for like for two years, yeah. for, um, between like 2015 to 2017, like roughly. And people were like, "Man, the show's real funny." <laughs> They're like, "He's really, really funny, and it's really good." And I went and saw it, and I was like, "That's not funny." 
That's sad. <laughs> my friend was going through trouble for two years, and I didn't even know about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, when I saw him afterwards, I was like, "What did you think?" And he's like, uh, "He's like, yeah, I liked it." I was like, "Did you laugh?" And he's like, "I did a lot of not laughing." <laughs> he literally said that. He's like, "I felt sad. I didn't know that was happening." I was like, "Yeah, well, sort of." Yeah. Do you guys like do that as well? Like, did you find like you like? Maybe not on that level, but do you like go? I, got, I haven't got. I can't bring this personal stuff into my boys because we gotta like. And also, I don't want to kill the vibe. Or yeah. um, I'm super balanced, you know. So I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, it's Drake. Weird. I didn't realize. What a weird it's flex weird. In, a, in James's safe <laughs> space. It's weird to it's weird to flex about like mental stability. You imagine a rapper rapping about like, yeah. no, I'm so stable. Yeah. <laughs> I quit my therapist this morning. I never have suicidal thoughts. I'm so stable. I'm a deep balance in my life. Exercise. <laughs> well, like Jermaine and Past, you guys have moments with James to, to flip back where he'll be like I'll for an example say he's over in Australia doing like a uh, festival uh, you know or do, is, uh, is there anything like he's nothing, doing like... nothing that James has done has ever been <laughs> <laughs> I, oh I want you to know I alley oh okay, just I, I, open I, up yeah, yeah, you're doing like the most deflecting I've ever seen you do in your life um, no no uh, what I was gonna say is I've never been jealous of anything James has done on stage <clears throat> but and this is not jealousy I wouldn't say this is jealousy but it's like a it's a pain that that comes from ego where James and Jermaine, this is both of them, this is for me personally, they got jobs in the comedy industry mm. and I didn't. Yeah. Right. So like James got a writing job on John and Ben and did other stuff for John and Ben. Yeah. Jermaine got to write and also edit. And yeah, he studied editing, so that's like deserved, but because of that, he was able to get into like the writing and directing game. Mm. And I'm the only one out of all, all of us three mm. who has to pay my bills and feed my family through live performing. Mm. 90% of my money comes from performing live, right? Mm. And that is frustrating in the sense that, like, live performing, there is a much deeper hustle involved. Mm. Mm. you got to constantly stay on your toes and look for the next paycheck. Mm -hmm. You can't just get comfortable because as soon as you get comfortable, the paychecks stop coming in, right? Mm. But these guys have the luxury of getting a little more comfortable because they know that they have the job, which... On top of that is in the industry. Not yeah. anymore, bruh. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm floating in space. Yeah, yeah. we go, we go, we hang with you way more. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. See, that's so funny that that because that that's super interesting to hear from your perspective. Because from yeah. my perspective, I've always seen it as like like a badge of honor to be like you are like hustling. Yeah. And it's like you you've made that's like the hardest thing in my head. To, I did it for like three months, and I had to get like a job job. And yeah. I was like, how did Pax do this for like three years? Like I'm seeing, I, I used to, I just see it as. What like do you mean? A, you did what for three months? Like the freelance hustle for just, oh, just right. feeding myself through gigs. And I'm right. Like, Yo, like that. I earned so much respect for you too. No, but you that. you just jumped in it for three months. Yeah. I built something so that I know, like I built the connections. I built the, yeah. you know, like. But that, but that's what I mean. Is that like even just starting off is like right? It's hard. It's such a hard thing. So yeah, I was it's like, hard. From that perspective, it's interesting to hear from. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. And Jermaine was like, um, Jermaine said that my wife worked really hard before I started stand up, and that's true. Like she did, and, and <coughs> supported was... you while you're doing stand up. Yeah, like, I mean, and emotionally, like everything supporting you. Absolutely, yeah. that's yeah. what I was about to say. That's yeah, what I was yeah. about to say is that yeah. I'm also really lucky that I had a really strong support system mm. outside of the financial support system because, like, my wife, 
supported me financially early on in my career and then later on in my career she was like look because my wife's seven years older than me mm. she was like look i'm gonna i want to have kids either this stand-up thing goes somewhere or you got to get a job and i was like just trust me and we'll make this work mm. and at no point did my wife go that's it yeah. like go get a job like at no point was she like what are we doing mm. right like it was paycheck to paycheck for the long and now only now in the last like three years have we become comfortable like i'm blessed that i have my own audience now and i i, I have gigs that come along that pay me way more than they ever used to so like now i'm in a really great space but there was a period where it was like real tough mm. but that kind of stuff doesn't happen unless you have the right people around you. You know what I mean? Like, if I had a wife that was like... And to be honest, if I had a wife that was like, can you get a job? Good. Like, fair play. You know what I mean? Like, like, like go, get a, go get a job. You know what I mean? Fair enough. But... I oh, did fuck it. your dream! <laughs> yeah, like, I need some potatoes. Yeah. I'm curious, like, what's what's something these two have got, like, that you have had a moment of jealousy with, like, you know, with Pax looking at your jaws or James looking at like the award norms and that. Have you had a moment with these two? Uh, it's what it, it's more recently is I'm getting way less gigs, and so these guys are still gigging, and I'm like, fuck, I want gigs, like, I want a gig, like, I want to do gigs, but then at the same time, I'm like. But fuck, creatively, I'm like, I'm quite satisfied. Yeah. <clears throat> like, and so I kind of remember, I have to remember, like, no, you're, you're actually doing really well. Even yeah. though you're not getting yeah. gigs, you're actually doing really well. And um, and part of it is like, I know that they're out there having gigs and having fun. And I'm like, no, I want to be there. Yeah, I want right. to be doing that gig. That's what I want to say before. So yeah. it's part of the bigger conversation of realizing what you've got. Is yeah. actually good rather than focusing your focus on other things, yeah. right? And just yeah. going, run your lane, run your race, and don't worry yourself about all the other it's, stuff. But yeah. it's also like it's also for me personally, the the thing that's helped me the most is this idea of like removing yourself from the equation. So it's like for the here group. we go. Like it's here we go. He's yeah. just spinning some religious thing. I'm the only one that's religious in the group. So anytime I say anything yeah. somewhat <laughs> meaningful, like spiritual, not even spiritual, I'm just somewhat meaningful. They're like, uh, here we go. On society, <laughs> whenever I get, whenever I get inward focus and start focusing on myself in the in the sense that like. Because the thought of like, oh, that person has this and I don't have this is inherently inward focus, right? It's mm. me, 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 right? Yeah. I found that the best way to get over that for me, and this might not work for heaps of other people, but it's worked for me, is helping someone else. Because then you are forced to no longer think about yourself. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's helped me get over those selfish thoughts. And being a father is actually the best context for me to do that in. Like, so I tried to do like 10 minutes meditating in the morning, which is yeah. just like kind of removing... So checking in, first of all, about how you're, you're feeling and then afterwards letting that go and then going, what are you grateful for? And in, in and pushing, like you said, yeah. putting the focus out from people. So it's like yeah. thinking about my family and like all that stuff. Yeah. And it does help because then yeah, it totally. forces you to stop going and stop getting in your head. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I do this thing where I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Eating fried chicken in the shower. Start your day right.
negative responses like when you guys are out there and i don't mean like i have a negative response to your <laughs> yeah, show I, mean, I hate your thing but you you know you don't shy away from talking about uh about race uh yeah. you know uh, social commentary and now you've got a tv platform what happens when uh we get into social media and people you know the watch and response so we did uh, a segment on the spin-off TV, yeah. which was a sp- spin-off TV show called um, Friggin' Dangerous Bro Review White People Things. Yeah, yeah, and obviously we did jokes about mm-hmm. like white people, and the comment section for that was hell on earth. Nah, but it, was, it, was nah, it, wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad, but people were like really annoyed. But it was definitely the first time that we've had a comment yeah. section mm. that wasn't overwhelmingly... They're like, like, one was we reviewed bath bombs, and they're like, I don't use bath bombs. That real annoyed us, like, yeah, cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're like, you're generalizing. How would you feel if I reviewed things Chinese people and then, like, the. the Wait, someone whole... calls you Chinese? Well, it's just new generalization. <laughs> no, no, but just like, as a saying, that, yeah, that's yeah. also the irony of that is very funny. So we had Guy Williams in one of our segments, which was mm. us reviewing the confidence to express your opinions online, like white people do. Yeah. <laughs> and so he was our expert to teach yeah. us how to do that. We can just say it's just a joke because, like, years and years of enduring jokes about our skin color and, and, and culture and all that stuff versus one joke about saying how they like bath bombs. That's, <laughs> like, yeah, you yeah. call my dad the M-word. Yeah, but you mentioned bath bombs. <laughs> <laughs> and you crossed the line. <laughs> and you inferred that all white people wear yoga pants. <laughs> how dare you? Some of us wear skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, there also there were people on, like, in the comment section, white people on the spin-off who, comment section who did enjoy it and they saw yeah. the irony and they sort yeah. of find Especially like, like the Lululemon yeah, yoga yeah. pants yeah, one. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like yeah. white women tagging their friends but like, Karen, this is you! <laughs> yeah. Check it out! Laugh emoji! Yeah. 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 Then uh, when I did my whole... You know what I always thought was wild, bro? Mm-hmm. Is when you would get into these Facebook chats with people, you are always so much more considered yeah, than the other person. You're so <laughs> patient. Like patient well. and being so polite. Yeah, just, yeah, and I thought that was a good way and also a good way to show. But like, like Pax was saying, it did come down. I had too many encounters. Yeah. You know, I think I think it's great. If, that's always my philosophy of how to yeah. engage is yeah. to, you know, like you say, empathy. Yeah, um, yeah. But it also takes a psychological toll and I hit my limit. Yeah. And then... That news article about me being an alcoholic, where I tried to talk about what that news, article? Uh, news article. Uh, last year, Can you send me the link? a couple of years ago. I'll send you the link. Big expose in the in the paper about being an alcoholic and what it was like drinking Someone, culture in New Zealand. But were you the one that did it, or yeah, someone yeah, yeah. exposed oh, no, no, you? Sorry. I say expose. A nice big, just a big piece. I didn't interview. Right, 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 right. It was a self expose. Self expose. Which some people read as a plebisse. If that's uh, whatever, I've, right. I've tried to make a word. I've failed. <laughs> but the um, but then that you see some backlash from there. Oh, massive! More mm. for, of all the race and politics, everything. I've never had backlash like that. And I just what went, was the backlash about? Oh, just about that. you expressing yourself as an alcoholic. Why would people backlash? Well, first of all, people. A lot of people were projecting their own things about drinking. Yeah, like right. saying it's not an issue. Uh, this is pulling distraction. Uh, people saying right. it wasn't real. Um, and then a lot of uh, the weirdest one for me was people who uh, I used to drink with. Uh, guy, no, you're not. <laughs> you drink with. Uh, yeah, but sure. you know Jeez. that kind of thing. And I just went, oh, and and that's when I I pulled back. 
yeah, uh, and just went. So I, I hear all of your points. I remember too. actually I, the day that that the, the event that you said happened, I was messaging you, and you said that because oh, I, yeah, I was also kind yeah. of going through a similar thing of like, man, I don't want to reply anymore because I feel yuck. Yeah, and, that's right. I remember us talking. Yeah, and uh, you told me the, the sweetest story. You're like, man, I just switched off and I went and saw a movie with my mum, and I was oh, like, that's yo, right, that's the nicest thing because <laughs> I was I standing next to my mum yeah. and my mum, uh, who I won't give age away, but. I, <laughs> So it's like, mom, look, my mom, uh, she saw my face. She said, what's yeah. wrong? And I told her about the racial abuse. Yeah. And uh, she took me to see Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> the nicest story. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I, I, she went and dropped me uh, back at my place afterwards. Like, made me turn off my phone. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was uh, memorable because we, it was the last movie I saw in the Lower Hut Cinema before the earthquake meant that that thing had to be torn down. Oh, wow. So I can never even repeat that memory. And then she dropped me off. I said, thank you, Mum. I really meant a lot. That was bad tonight. And she went, no one calls my son the N-word. <laughs> and, oh. and, like, and then she murdered him. That's how fast she You know, you know sometimes... She wore their skin as yeah. a suit. Because <laughs> you, know, like, you, got, you got kids. You know that yeah. that, that, yeah. that look. It just kicks that in, little, right? Yeah, that little... Yeah. I imagine your wife, like, if some, your kid came home and said, someone said, said this. They, you, know, you know what's worse? You know what's worse? Then discovering that your daughter or son is being bullied, it's discovering that your daughter or son is a bully. <laughs> That's actually the the most difficult thing I've ever had to deal with in my life because it's scarier than having to deal with your child being bullied. Because when your child being bullied, it's something that gets explored regularly, right? So you have more tools mm. to pull out to try and deal with. But talking about the idea of your child being the bully. It's talked about way less, so you don't actually know what to do. And it's not that my daughter's a bully, it's just there have been some experiences where she's said something that has hurt another kid, and it's like, man, I don't even know how to deal with... Like, this is... The, this is To me, this is way harder than dealing with, like, kids are saying mean things to you. Is that because there's, like, a... I find often with comedians, they're, they're sort of the... They're the kids... Who had stuff say? So kind of, like you, yeah. very, you very rarely come across yeah, popular the, I think comedians. The, I think I think the reason that is is because the first thing you have to do when dealing with this is walk through the pain of knowing that your child has hurt another child. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that's the first so thing how you, you have relate to, do. to that. Yeah, you got to first walk through that, then get to the point where you need to sit down with your kid and start exploring things practically. Whereas if your kid's getting bullied, that thing is not there. There's no. You don't have to walk through the the idea of. Man, my my kid is the one hurting the other kid. Like what? You know, right. you don't have to walk through that. Um, can, I ask, oh, wait, can I ask what, what you Superman, did? Bro. What you did in the end? Like, what I did? Yeah, yeah. Um, I I think I well, it's not finished. Mm. Um, because I feel like I have to keep checking in on it because again, it's way more like yeah. oh, what the heck? It's a work in progress. It's a work in progress because they're kids. Yeah, and kids do kid stuff, and kids are mean, but they don't know what they're doing because they're still so focused on themselves right the ego is still the focus um it's a lot of just like exploring try it's trying to instill empathy by what Jermaine was talking about before is removing yourself from your situation and trying to see something from other someone else's situation but the reason it's a work in progress is because for a four-year-old that is a very hard concept to yeah, understand. Totally. they don't, don't have that yet they don't have they that gotta yet. develop that later on and it's such a slow grind to get a four-year-old to understand that you're not the center of the universe. There's your actions hurt other people. Right. Um, 
Hit her with the rock bottom, one, two, three, win the yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll humble her, right? That'll humble her. <laughs> Jesus. Humble yeah. her. <laughs> People who don't know what a rock bottom is, <laughs> I'm just yeah. sitting there going, what the hell did that man just add? We, we just embraced a lot of cliches. In this <laughs> <laughs> rock bottom's a wrestling move, it's fake, it's totally scripted. Yeah. I started suplexing my daughter, though. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, uh, totally fake, totally scripted, yeah. safe, safe On move. the bed, on the bed. She like knows she knows what to do now. Like uh, yeah. she'll put her arm over my head and I go, Alright, when you're in the air, make sure your back is straight and then I'll put her in the air and then if her back is not straight, I'll just hold her there waiting. I'm like, Waha <laughs> Straighten up and she's like, Oh sorry. And she'll straighten up. <laughs> she'll straighten up and then we'll hit the bed. <laughs> Training my daughter. So just get the suplex. The yeah. suplex of safety. Hit her, yeah. Hit her win the suplex of safety. Suplex of safety. <laughs> That's what this episode's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and yeah. So, uh, anything, anything else you want to share on the show before we close it down? <clears throat> anything when I thank you for having us. Yeah, in. Thank you. This isn't even your shower, though. Yeah, yeah. No, the no, live here. I'm not taking to my house. I don't know you guys. Oh yeah, that's, fair. Fair. Oh, hey, yeah. that's not true. That's, that's not the true. brownest. That's the I brownest. Would, yeah, that's the suspicious yeah. Like, yeah. Of <laughs> I have a question. I have a question. Mm. Yes. How are you? Yeah. Thank you, you just spent much. this whole time asking us how we were. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I was uh, very. Um, I was talking about how I really wanted uh, this morning when I was watching a basketball game. I thought, man, you know, what would be my real f- most fun day job mm. is if every morning before I go and do comedy, I could just get up and go on TV and yell at my friend about last night's basketball games yeah, <laughs> like yeah. they do on the NBA clips. Yeah. I was talking to my uh, wife and uh, she went, really, James, is that your ideal day job? <laughs> or is it getting up in the morning, watching a basketball game, then going eating fried chicken in a shower? <laughs> 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 so, turns out, turns out I'm doing okay. Yeah, <laughs> Eating Fried Chicken in the Shower was produced by Charlie Bleakley and presented by me, James Nokise. The engineer is Blair Stackpole. The executive producers are Justin Gregory and Tim Walker. Subscribe to every episode of this podcast at Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, or at radionz.co.nz slash series. And while you're on Apple, please rate us by clicking on ratings and review, then the stars. But only give us five. It's really simple and means way more to us than it does to you. It's a great way to spread the word and get me more free fried chicken. If you want to share your safe space or comfort food, tweet me at James Nokise. All complaints can be tweeted to RNZ. Vaftailava Matewa. This podcast is made possible by the RNZ New Zealand On Air Innovation Fund. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.